0: Welcome to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce, Hawaii. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Our guest today was born and raised in Hilo. He graduated with honours from the University of Hawaii Manoa Business School with a degree in accounting. And after passing the CPA exam and working in public accounting for two local firms, he left accounting for Watanabe Floral to be their accountant. After a few years, he migrated away from this, instead to become the sales and marketing director and later the general manager of Watanabe Florist. In 2009, Pacific Business News recognized him as one of Hawaii's 40 under 40. He's a very proud of the team at Watanabe Floral, which has now been voted Hawaii's best florist every year since 2003. He is Monty Pereira. Hello, how are you?
1: Hi, doing great. Thank you for having me.
0: I'm just delighted to be chatting with you. Um, Business degree, accounting, and then into the floral business – was it the floral business that attracted you or was it Watanabe as a business itself? It
1: was just, you know, at the time it was just, uh, I was an accountant and I was looking to get out of public accounting and go into private accounting and they were looking for an accountant. Um, and I went there. So it had nothing to do with flowers. I was never passionate about flowers before I got to Watanabe Floral. And it was only after getting to Watanabe Floral that I realized the impact flowers have. And, and the first thing I realized is, Hey, every holiday is a floral holiday. Yes. So there was working every holiday became the norm.
0: Right. Um the Watanabe floral, as we just mentioned, is consistently voted the best floral company. It's also known as a great company to work for. Can you tell us a little bit about the company and about your your company values and how all that works.
1: I'd love to. I think that's, that, that is what Watanabe Floro is. We're in our 75th year in business and I think it started way back in, in the early forties when Mr. Watanabe, Ernest Watanabe, um, who was a chemist by, You know, his major was chemistry right before he got deployed into World War Two. He was going to get married. And so while he was a translator in Australia for the United States Army, he thought there's so many people that are like me that's going to want to get married when we got back when we get back and he had a passion for flowers, he started growing roses right outside the barracks there in Australia. You know, he started to do that right in Australia. And then when he came back, he started a a rose growing operation right in his backyard, uh, which is now where Kahala Mall now stands. That used to be a farming area. And as that got a little bit bigger, it moved to Hawaii Kai, uh, literally where Kaiser High School now stands. And then it evolved and we had a farm in Waianae and a farm in Mililani uh, and then one on the big island. And we were rose growers all the way up until 2008, when we got out of the rose growing operations. But from the very beginning, Mr. and Mrs. Watanabe were focused on values and and taking care of people.
0: So was it a passion just for gardening or for roses in particular that really spurned it? Or was he do you think he was thinking business first or was it just one of those things where the passion came first and everything else? It was definitely
1: the passion came first and it was roses, you know, for, for whatever reason, I don't know exactly what that reason is. I'm guessing that was the most um, dominant flower and still is for the most part, but it was a rose growing operation for, for nearly 60 years. Um, But it was always based on, on the premise of our number one core value is the spirit of Aloha, you know, treating everyone with lots of love, keeping people first, which is being selfless in your actions Mm -hmm. and what you do, and then providing exceptional service. And that has stayed with us for 75 years.
0: Sometimes when you have a small local business that starts off with those sort of mom and pop values, it can be hard to keep that translating through all the changes a business goes through. Would you say that, that the core values have really remained untouched? Or have there been times when, the company's, with its growth, has been challenged to maintain that kind of, you know, that feeling of aloha and local business.
1: You know, there are always going to be challenges, but the core values never waver. And I think whenever there's a hard decision, we'll sit back and we'll look at our core values and say, are we doing this with the spirit of aloha? Are we keeping people first? Is this going to help us provide exceptional service? And when you go through the checklist of the values, the answer becomes pretty clear on what you should do. One of the examples that I'll give you is that Mr. Watanabe and his family, you know, he has passed on, um, but his sons have remained steadfast in the fact that Sundays are for family. So we're never open on Sunday. And this year, Valentine's Day was on a Sunday, we're closed. Mother's Day is always on Sunday, we're closed. And somehow we find a way to make it work for everyone involved and get people what they need, but still keeping those values that they believe are important in place.
0: What happened, Monty, to change the company? from? You said that up until 2003, it was Rose growing focused. Tell us about the change and the expansion to the Watanabe that we know today.
1: Well, one of the things that happened is is flowers in general became, well, just in general, the world has become a global world, and most of the flowers are now imported into the United States from either Asia or South America, and that really started to happen back in the 90s, uh, and what that did was it made it impossible to compete uh, by growing flowers here in Hawaii for two reasons. One, the cost, of course, and then two is... Things that are allowed in other places, you know, from a from the perspective of preservatives or or chemicals to enhance the plant are not allowed in Hawaii, which is great. Um, but we just weren't able to compete. So we had to pivot and say, hey, if we're not able to compete by growing flowers, then what can we do? So back in the 70s, we became the first company to import flowers into the state. You know, so for the most part, it was growing roses and, and selling those roses to floral shops. Um and then in the 70s, it became what else do you guys want? And they would tell us. What other flowers they were interested in, and we'd bring that in for them. And then eventually it got to the point where now floral shops are going out of business. So when I started at Watanabe Floral, there were about 300 floral shops in the state. Today, there's probably about 30. Um, And the reason for that is, you know, when we were growing up, if you wanted flowers, you had no choice but to go to a floral shop. Um, Now, if you want flowers, you can go to any supermarket, any discount store, you know, swap meets. On the side of the road, there are so many options for flowers that it became very, very difficult for floral shops to stay in business. So many have become specialty shops, either focusing just on weddings um, or, or a couple that are focused just on funerals. But those, as you can imagine, in the last year have really taken a beating without the opportunities to to really work. So um, that's kind of how we migrated. So we were just a wholesaler. Now we do some wholesale, we do some mass market, meaning we work with Sam's Club and Costco and Walmart and Target. Um, But the growth of our business, the largest part of our business is now straight retail. So anyone being able to come in, uh, whether it be in our shop or online.
0: We've talked a lot over the past few months to businesses who have been affected by the pandemic. And of course, none of us have been untouched by that. I'm sure most of our listeners really can't imagine how a floral business was affected by the pandemic. Can you share with us what it's been like with you for the past few years? Oh, sure.
1: I mean, the the last year has been uh, really difficult. You know, we were and I think what was frustrating from our perspective as a floral provider is we were the only industry that had perishable products. Got shut down, you know, so what happened was when you make an announcement that you have to shut down and we have fifty sixty thousand dollars worth of flowers in our cooler, that all goes to to a waste, you know. You we gave it to as many charities as we could, um, but essentially that's a, a sunk loss from the beginning, uh, and that happened twice. Now we were smarter when we were shut down in August, not to have a, you know a lot of flowers available, but navigating that. And then for the floral business, the second quarter of the year, especially in Hawaii, April, May, June is your busiest, most important quarter of the year because there's prom, and there's May Day, and mm-hmm. Mother's Day, and graduation, and Memorial Day. So not having that, you know, last year was a huge financial loss. So that was a real, real struggle. Um, so I'm not going to lie. I mean, 2020 was was not a good financial year. Um, I think by the end of the year, we had recovered a little bit, but for the most part, we were down about 40% for the year. And that's with a pretty strong recovery at the end. Um, but it's starting to come back, you know, with the, with the economy starting to open Right now, we're probably at around 90% of where we were two years ago. So it is starting to come back. Um, but one thing is for sure, the, the message that we've been consistent with for the last year is flowers make people happy, especially when they're locked up in their homes and they're not able to get out. So the ability to send flowers um, and the impact that it has had on people's lives, I think has resonated. And, and from the retail perspective, that's really helped us.
0: Now, that's a really interesting point, the effect that flowers have on people, because there have been studies done that show that if people, for example, have flowers delivered at work, they're more productive for mm-hmm. some reason. Is that because just the simple reason that happier people are better at work? We-
1: you know, I, I don't. There are studies, you know, by Rutgers and Harvard, et cetera, that have put this out. I don't know if they know exactly why it happens, um, other than the fact that. they tend to make you smile. And I think if you have a a clearer mind or more, you know, you're in a happier place, you're more productive. Mm -hmm. You know, so at the workplace, businesses that have plants or tropical flowers, people tend to be more productive. You know, so a lot of people in a conference room before a major meeting will put a centerpiece of flowers there. And that does have an impact on their ability to be creative in their ideas and thoughts. But I think in the home, I think it's just waking up in the morning, coming out of your room and seeing the flowers there that you know, you start your day with a smile. I think that really helps.
0: We're talking with Monty Pereira. He's the GM of Watanabe Floral. I wonder, um, through all of the decades that you've been in business, are there certain flowers that are the number one seller? I mean, Are there flowers that will always be the flowers that people prefer over anything else?
1: It's hard to always, to say always for anything, but roses. You know, really? definitely, I think that, that goes back to why Mr. Watanabe started with roses and roses are still number one. And the reason I believe that they are number one is more because men only know roses. So when it's time that's, for that's them, good for, the, for when it's time for them to give a gift, they gravitate towards roses predominantly red because it's a symbol of love. Um, whereas at Mother's Day, when you have a lot m- more females buying for mom or aunties or grandmas, um, they buy spring flowers. They love their sunflowers, their gerbera daisies, their lilies. They like different things. But because men know roses, um, roses are always going to be probably the number one seller. But it's not as big as it used to be. I think uh, people are gravitating towards other spring flowers.
0: Now, Monty, I've noticed something with the delivery of flowers. And this just might be anecdotal because it's my own observation. But I wonder if it's true. I think on Valentine's Day, Women prefer to have their flowers delivered to their offices because it gives them an opportunity to show other people how big their. Flowers
1: are. is you, that true or is that oh just- it is absolutely true A- and i think it's the same for for the giver the, you know he wants or she wants their recipient to stand out and to feel special and the way to do that is to to have everybody else see what it is that you're getting you know believe it or not i think most people don't don't realize this but there are actually uh 10 to 15 percent of women uh I, The the study was done on women who send flowers to themselves on Valentine's Day at work so that they don't look like they're not standing out, you know, so that happens as well, believe it or not. So it's definitely true. People want to feel special and the, the way to feel the most special is to receive it where others can see it.
0: See, I always knew that was true in my mm-hmm. own observation. And then it becomes a competition. <laughs> How
1: much you got one dozen? I'm going to give two dozen, or right. whatever it is. It's, so it's ah, uh, that's totally true. I mean, it really is true. People want to want to send it to their work uh, workplace, and they want to receive it there.
0: Um, it it's it seems from the outside, Monty, that being in the floral business is a business of joy for the most part. I mean you're you're dealing with people who are celebrating, you're you're sending off, you know, b- beautiful bouquets of flowers to people for remembrances of mostly very joyful occasions. Behind the scenes though, you mentioned And something that struck me that you said was that you're dealing with something that's perishable, something that can go off really quickly. We tend to think about that when we think about restaurants. You know, everyone's very sympathetic to restaurants because we know they can lose a lot of food when they have to be shut down. Is it a more stressful business behind the scenes than people could imagine?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, as as much as we're blessed to be able to provide happiness on a daily basis, and we truly uh, feel blessed to be able to do that. Me personally, if I were going to start a business right now, I would not start another floral (laughs) operation. And the reason for that is we're really at the disposal of Mother Nature. You know, it is all perishable product and 90% of it is not from Hawaii. So it's not like we can drive to Waimanalo or, or Wainai and get everything that we need. Most of the product is now coming in from South America or Asia. So if there's a storm or... Anything that happens there or in COVID where farms are being shut down because of, you know, lack of demand at first or their workers all have COVID. Um, just getting the product here is a extreme challenge. So right now, that's kind of what we're dealing with. There's a worldwide shortage in floral products available, including Lei. Uh, and then the transportation to get it to Hawaii, because it has to be flown here, you know, just to keep it fresh, uh, has been a tremendous challenge. So as, as beautiful as the end result is, the day-to-day operations can be very intense and very stressful. Um, but, at you know, when all is said and done, seeing the smiles make it worth it.
0: It's more of a testament than I think the fact that you guys are in your 71st year of business. You've navigated through all of the changes that have come economically and all of the hardships, including the most recent one. Um it's really something when you work at a business, a local business that was started right here, that is going on and heading into a completely new generation and a new venture. Um, are Is Watanabe Floral the kind of company that you come to work there and you stay for years and years and years? So many of our local businesses keep their employees until retirement time.
1: I think so. I mean, I, I think certainly at the management level, um, I think, you know, right now the Watanabe family are, are, they're still the owners and one son is our CEO and the other one is our head of purchasing and the purchasing, um, wife is our Waipahu store manager and their two sons are my operations manager and my transportation manager. So there's still a family part there. But even beyond that, the extended family, most of my managers have been there for 15, 35 years. Um, Of course, you're always going to have the startup people that come in that that are looking for a starter job while they're going to school. But for the most part, our core people have been there for a long time. And that's why it's such a family oriented business.
0: I'm sure that uh, people listening just to this short conversation have a little more insight now. I know I certainly do into what it's like to run um, a floral business. I certainly have a deeper appreciation of what goes on behind the scenes now it's not just somebody arranging some flowers and writing a card for you and sending them out um when it comes to personally what do you send when it's time for you to send flowers to people you love and for celebrations? Do you have favorites that you return to all the time?
1: Well, I don't like just straight roses. I mean, I think something that has roses in it. So, I mean, if, if someone were to go to our website right now, there's a there's a product called Iridescent Imagery that is from our Bright and Joyful line that we created last year for the sole purpose of brightening up homes during this pandemic. But it has rainbow roses, colorful uh, d- dendrobium orchids, and, and a hydrangea in there. That's kind of what I like, a mixture of things I like big bold colors um, because I'm a true believer that you know the brighter the color the happier you feel the better you are
0: I have one final question for you something I'm always intrigued by and I wonder if this is kind of lose being lost sort of in history but when people first used to send flowers there was a lot of hidden messages in the flowers you sent like certain roses certain colors are very meaningful and people would send them for that reason are people still as aware today of the meaning behind the colors of flowers like yellow roses for example red roses do people still know that is it still significant or is it sort of dying away
1: i would think it's dying away a little bit it still is you know the older generation who are used to to red means love and mm-hmm. white is purity and yellow means friendship i think they're more aware of it but the younger generations the millennials and even younger they like what they like they like the color and they don't really care what the meaning is mm-hmm. supposed to be they make the meaning their own so i think that is dying out to some extent um but at you know at valentine's day someone will ask does yellow really mean friendship? And we'll tell them, you know, typically it means friendship. But if your card message says something different, then you're okay. You know, so if that's what somebody truly, truly loves, then send them the yellow roses. Um, so that, but there are meanings, but I do think that it's changing now.
0: Now I feel really old because I remember <laughs> things like that. <laughs> Monty Prera is the general manager of Watanabe Floral. They are celebrating 75 years of service this year. Quite an achievement. Monty, thank you so much for coming in and sharing with us the story of your business and the people behind it. And it's been really lovely chatting with you. Thank Uh, thank you. you for
1: having me. I really appreciate being here.
0: You've been listening to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. Join us next time.